Well, happy Monday, David Wojnicki. Oh, Jason, good to be back together again. How are Feels you? Feels like how... only yesterday we were saw each other. Yes, it was. Uh, how was your week? Uh, it was a good week. Uh, overall, my daughter, who's up at college, came back for a few days, oh. and so... Uh, Crazy enough, you know you're getting older when your daughter is a bridesmaid in a wedding. And oh, so, wow. Uh, so wow. that's kind of crazy. But we we're glad to see her. How about you guys? How was your week? Uh, no, it's actually pretty relaxing. A lot of things that we normally have scheduled got canceled or we had the week off, so we just kind of chilled. And Texas Rangers right now undefeated in postseason, yes. so it'd be nice if they kept that up, but we'll see. So happy for you. So happy for you, <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> hey, yesterday, of course, was worship. We got to be gathered together yeah. to glorify God for who yeah. he is, what he has done. Sweet time, love watching Romy in the second service, yeah. getting baptized, mm-hmm. hearing um, her testimony. It was so beautiful, so sweet. Uh, something else yesterday, you had your Israel meeting. Yeah, yeah. And yep. we announced a couple of weeks ago that there's going to be an Israel trip next fall, 2024. Right, right. Uh, and of course, there's a lot going on right now with the war, the chaos going on there. Yeah. Uh, so one question I have for you, mm-hmm. what, is, what is supposed to be our view as the church of what's going on in Israel right now? How are we oh, supposed man. to process that? Yeah, th- there's a lot. You know, uh, last week when we did this, uh, the news had just hit over the weekend, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, we're quite ready yet to kind of talk about some of those things. And even now, um, you know, how do we, how do we process yeah. this? It was, it was crazy. It was, you know, three weeks ago, we said, hey, we're excited. We're going to, you know, do another trip to Israel in 2024. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I'd love being able to lead and to do. And then it was two weeks after that, that yeah. Um, yeah. the attack happened uh, out of the Gaza Strip by Hamas. And, and you know, just Geopolitically, just for a moment, listen, there's a lot that can be said. You know, having been to Israel a couple of times now, knowing the geography, knowing the things, um, you know, when you look at the map, um, you know, what you have going on predominantly, and I'm not going to get into who's funding who and all those things, sure, but sure. the attack out of the Gaza Strip, the Gaza Strip is way down in the southwest of Israel, right? It's on the Mediterranean Sea, it's in the southwest. And it's this confined space. There's literally this huge fence that goes all the way around it. And, you know, when Hamas attacked, you know, it wasn't as though they tried to make an incursion into the entire nation of Israel. In fact, I showed at the Israel trip meeting, I said, here's all the places that we visit. And it's all these blue dots all over the country. There's like 40 dots. And and then way down in the corner, you see where the Gaza Strip is. And Mm -hmm. I said, you have to understand this is a, it's a localized thing right now. Okay. Um, Yes, they might be getting international support, Hamas to to do this, but it was a terrorist attack. It was their 9-11. And, um, and, you know, this is a tale as old as time. You know, it goes all the way back to, to, you know, the Arab and the Jewish people, you know, Jacob and Esau and the conflict. And so how do we think about this biblically? It is a tale as old as time. Um, God had said that, you know, his chosen people would come from Jacob's line mm-hmm. and that there would be strife between the two brothers and their offspring. And so to this day, you know, is this a sign of the end times? Is this a sign of, you know, uh, Jesus coming back? Here's what I'll say. Jesus said that between his first coming and his second coming, there would be wars yes. and rumors of wars and there would be death and there would be famine. There'd be all these things. And and it's so sad what's taken place um, there. And the attack was unwarranted, but it's, it's an example that we live in a fallen world. Yes. And so I'm not quick to assign uh, any kind of prophecy to this. I'm quick to say, no, this is exactly what Jesus said would happen until he comes back and establishes his reign forever. And we're going to yes. talk about the Davidic king, you know, covered in a minute. But, um, yeah. but I think that's what you, that's what you see taking place. So. Yeah, you said the Davidic covenant. Uh, yesterday we looked at Luke 
51, 57 following. Yeah. Um, and as you're talking about Israel, I'm thinking about you. You spoke yesterday on God's power and faithfulness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's still there, it's still going amidst yeah. all this. But yesterday we covered specifically the birth of, of John and what it shows us about God. Right. Correct. Right. We did talk about the Davidic covenant. We also talked about that we receive salvation and redemption from mm-hmm. the captivity of sin and the power of sin. Um, so as you prepare, by the way, you're still enjoying Luke, always yeah. enjoying it. Um, you look like you're having a fun time as, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. as you're teaching this. What stood out to you as you prepared for this message? You know, as we're looking at this, I, I, I opened my message with something I found you know, so fascinating. Modern historians, when they're writing biographies, go out of their way to set the context for the people that they're writing about. Okay. I mean, I see that in all of the, yeah. you look and you find exceptions, yes, you can, but I mean, modern historians, they do this, and they believe it's beneficial for you as a reader to get that before you get to the main yes. person. Um, and what do we see in Luke? Like, Luke is doing this. As an ancient historian, 2,000 years before any of these guys are writing, the modern historians are actually following the pattern that we yeah. see here in, yeah. in Luke's gospel. And so this discussion about the birth of John the Baptist, like, it's huge. The Messiah would not come until the forerunner, this, the, the prophet that Malachi said would come to make straight the way for, for the coming of the Messiah. And so, I mean, Jason, one of the things that as I'm just becoming more and more convinced, like, Jesus, I should say become more and more, I've always believed this, but it's just, it's just, it's refreshing my heart. Like Jesus is the fulfillment. Mm. We're not looking for anyone else. And right. one of the things that stands out to me is, you know, with John's coming, this is what Zechariah understood. You know, I said it in the message, Zechariah spoke as though all the promises of God were already fulfilled. Yes. Because in his mind, with his son being born, the plan of God is in full motion. And once God's plan is in motion, it's fulfilled. Is there more to come? You know, is, is there, are there some things that, that God is still going to be doing through Jesus Christ in the future age? Yes. But what Luke proclaims is we need to be viewing Jesus' coming as changing the world today, changing our lives today. 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 And we need, to live, we need to speak like Zechariah speaks God has redeemed. God has saved. He has visited uh, his, his people um, and live in those truths in their fullness even, even right now. So, so that's one of the kind of the big things that just kind of stood out to me is, okay. um, is, is that as we kind of start. Something a little bit more deeper theological. Sure. Uh, you talked about the Davidic covenant. Yeah. And you had a, gra- a, a, a graphic for us that had covenants listed right. up there. Uh, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So... Knowing your time constraints on Sunday morning, yeah, is there more that you want to share? Yeah, about covenants. So I was telling my wife just uh, yesterday. Um, I came to think maybe Thursday or Friday, and originally this was going to be just one message. I was going to do all of Zechariah's. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, uh, so splitting just, that. Yeah, no, really, because I looked at it. I'm just like. How often do we talk about the Davidic covenant? Yes. How often does it come up in the text? It's so important um, because Zechariah says Jesus fulfills two covenants, and it's very specifically. And there's a potential third. I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. Okay. But, you know, the Davidic covenant and the Abrahamic covenant. And um, we just don't, we, I don't think the church often, we get so focused on the New Testament, um, at least in America sometimes, that we don't consider that Jesus, why it's so significant that he's fulfilling these Old Testament promises. And and each one of the covenants that we showed yesterday, like, they're so deep. They each are intended to communicate something else. But what you see with all the covenants is there's a starting broad, 
and then this narrowing and this focusing. And, uh, and the promise that was made to David with the David covenant, you know, things that we weren't able to talk about. Um, it was in my notes, but I'm just like, I, I don't have time. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. David came to the Lord in prayer, and he said, I want to build a house for your name. Mm. And God says, you're not going to build a house for me. Your son's going to. But instead of you building a house for me, I'm going to build a house for you. And the purpose of me establishing your house, i.e. your line, is so that through you now, David, that's where the promised mm-hmm. Messiah is going to come. Mm-hmm. So he started abroad with Abraham. He said, yeah. through you, generally speaking, the nations will be blessed. Yes. Someone's going to come. And then it comes to David and it gets even more specific. Now we know it's going to come through the house of, house of David. But in its context... David was saying, Lord, I want to build you a house for all that you've done for me. And he says, no, you're not going to build me a house. Your son will do it. Mm. But even more importantly, I'm going to build you a house. Because, see, God's not about, boy, can I get in trouble for saying this? What I'm (laughs) about to say, okay. You know, it's like we get so focused on the temple. We get so focused on the land of Israel and all all those kind of things. God is like, it's all mine. It's it's, it's all mine. And, And it's like, yes, I want you to build the temple because that's going to be the place where people will gather. But all of those things, the, the temple, the land, the people, it's all pointing to Jesus. And so that's what we showed in those covenants. Every single covenant is pointing to its fulfillment in Jesus. You mean like he's the point of the story? He's the point of the story. <laughs> he, he's the point of the story. And so I'm, one thing I tried to emphasize yesterday is it just, it helps us. It helps us as God's people to know the Old Testament from the sense of, it helps us to understand what Christ is actually right, fulfilling and right. what is fulfilled now because of his. And that's where, like, listen, mm. redemption and salvation. Yeah. That is why it's so important for the Davidic covenant to be fulfilled. Because if Jesus isn't the king over all things, mm-hmm. then you and I are still enslaved to somebody else. Yes. Or we have the potential of still being under the bondage. But if Jesus is the king over all things, we've been set free, not partially, but completely and that's what he says here. He's like, we have been saved. <clears throat> and from a practical standpoint, um, why do you emphasize this? It's like, because we've been bought back. We're no longer slaves. The, the entire New Testament then is like, because he's the Davidic king, because he's the rescuer who came, because he's the king who's on his throne. You and I have salvation today. Today. No longer captives to sin. And, uh, and so I think that's so, so significant. And what we're news. Gonna, we, yeah. And what we're going to see next or on Sundays, we're going to see why the fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant is fulfilled. Mm. Here's what I'm going to, I'll just give you a little taste, a little taste. Please do. Because, uh, so the fulfillment of the Davidic covenant, it has to do with our situation or our condition. Okay. Okay. Um, you were enslaved to sin. You need a king who will conquer mm. those mm. foes. Mm. The Abrahamic covenant is about the change of identity. Okay. It's about the change of identity. So condition, so you've been set free from the power of sin over you. The Abrahamic covenant, we're going to talk about how its fulfillment touches our very identity. And uh, so that's Yeah, which is still confusion in the church a lot, even today. <clears throat> yeah, so what is our true identity? What, who, who, what do we recognize? As? Yeah, we know we're in Christ, but we still identify many times unknowingly, falsely. Right. In that. So uh, I can't yeah, wait yeah, to yeah. Hear. So that'll be, so, but it'll make sense. Then you'll be like, oh, that's why Zechariah emphasizes that Jesus fulfills the Davidic 
and the Abrahamic. He wants so us to great. see our condition has changed and our identity has changed. That's so great. Yeah, that's and uh, you said there's a lot there in the covenant, so I'm not asking you for commitment. Maybe one day there's some <laughs> classes that could uh, help people dive into that or something around here. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, uh, no, I think, uh, you know, uh, we haven't talked about this. So I'll just be brief. Um, you hear me say it all the time. Well, I'll come into your office and I'll be like, man, I wish I was teaching on this and not preaching on this. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah. And people yeah. might say, what do you mean by that? You do teach. And you're just like, there's a difference when I'm, when I'm preaching. Yes. I'm trying to communicate information in, in such a way, you know, proclaiming the word of God yes. versus like when I'm teaching, it's just kind of giving, it's like Absolutely. breaking out more of the details yeah. in such a way that just helps to inform, you know, rather than transform. And uh, okay. it's not to say that you can't do both on a Sunday, and I, and I try and do that, but, but yeah. sometimes it's just like, oh, let's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about this for a yes. while. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, those are, those are the things. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, okay. Anything else on that? No, no, that's that's. All right, okay. I've asked you a question each week. Yeah. Uh, one was fall, one was uh, yeah. sports. Yeah, so, so I got a question for you this Go for week. it, so, go for it. you know, um, God is doing uh, great and marvelous uh, things in our lives always, and we rejoice in that. Um, one of the good gifts that God gives us is food. And uh, yes. <laughs> we talk a lot about food during a given week. Part yeah. of it is you have some, I know, you know, the church knows you have some dietary restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and things, but I know you love love food, and you're a good old Texas From the boy. South, yes. You, you, food so, is a big, big deal. So I'm not going to say what's your last meal, but uh, <laughs> but what is it that that the church might be surprised or something? It's like I really enjoy. Well, filming. okay, let me tell you what. Yesterday uh, we watched the Rangers win. Yay! Again. Uh, my wife made some. She is a great cook, and she knows since my food's so limited, she finds recipes I can eat. She, I grew up eating pimento cheese. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she had, makes a clean version, but it, is, it beats any store-bought pimento cheese ever. I love it. This stuff is amazing. But actually, you told me a week or two ago I should try putting it on chicken. Yeah. I've yeah. never done that. I've always eaten with crackers or bread. Right. So yesterday, we grilled some chicken. Put that on, that pimento cheese on that chicken. I'm going to tell you, that was a good call, Dave. That was, that was some good stuff right there. And you, you literally exclaimed. What did you exclaim when, after you had eaten it? Uh, I said, that is stupidly good. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> no, I didn't make it. I just suggested. <laughs> he suggested. suggested so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm with, I'm with that. Is some, that's some good stuff. How about you? Yeah, so, I mean, I love all kind of food. I love very flavorful food, yeah. you know, and uh, I think something that surprises uh, my wife, I have different palates your wife and I actually have some similar, yes. similar palates on things, and so one of the things I think surprises people is, uh, I love me some good Thai food uh, ah, she I, likes Thai I, food, I know, I'm, I know. Not, I'm not so much there, but go ahead, uh, yeah, yeah, no, and uh, and so, I mean, like, I love I love everything, um, I mean, just across the board, but, you know, recently, you know, when I've got the opportunity to take somebody out to lunch or something like that, because mm. my wife's not a big fan, mm. I'll be like, hey, you want to meet for lunch? And then we'll, we'll go to, because uh, I love the flavor and the, yeah. and the spices. Um, I think one of the funny stories, we had a staff retreat one time, and we all <laughs> ordered food, and, uh, you know, we went to different places, and, and so, you know, your wife and I were the only two that wanted Thai, yes. so we got the takeout. Yes. I brought it back, and, we, and uh, they asked us, 
how spicy we wanted it. Yes. And uh, and we were both like, we like a little spice. So we asked him to do a six. Yeah. Little did we know that uh, their scale was from one to six. Yeah, as opposed and to as one, one, one to ten. ten. And we're like, who does that? Yes. And, uh, so, but we braved it. Uh, you guys were all enjoying your food, and yes. your wife and I had tears in our I, eyes. I did take a bite of that one. It was <laughs> it was spicy. I enjoy spicy, but that was spicy. Yeah, so. God's goodness, right? Variety, yeah. variety. I think so. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, thanks for good. listening, church family. Yeah, appreciate and it. And we will see you next week. Yep. Yeah.